Facebook. So I'm excited to share this message with you because I like to talk about things that are uncomfortable to talk about in the church. How many of you guys know if the world is comfortable about talking about any subject, but the church is uncomfortable about talking about it, no matter what it is, then there's something wrong. Everything we need to know is in the Bible. He teaches us everything, no matter what it is, even sex. I mean, there's a a whole Bible section, a book, just about a man romancing a woman. And there's some stuff in there that's like, whoa, you know? You're like, holy Lord, wow. It's in the Bible. It's true. (laughs) Song of Songs, read it if you don't believe me. Well, kids, ask your parents' permission first, though. (laughs) I don't want to get in trouble here. But no worries. I'm not talking about sex. For those of you who are like, oh, my gosh, where is he going with this? I can see. You guys are at the edge of the seat. Some of you guys are, like, gathering your things. Okay, honey, warm up the car. Get it ready. (laughs) I'm just going to the bathroom. See ya. <laughs> no, I, I guess I'm going to be talking about money is what I'm going to be talking about. The title of my message, which my wife says is the worst title in the world, and I shouldn't even use it because they're not even going to allow it on the podcast, according to her, just threw you under the bus. <laughs> it's, it's actually a reference to a movie. We'll see if you guys recognize it, but it's money, 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 money. We can't keep doing this, Bob. No, no. <sighs> First service was more on board. Guys, that's from The Incredibles. The Incredibles. You guys remember now? You know? No? Okay. okay. This is going to go over very well. <laughs> okay. Like all good preachers, we're going to go ahead and open up our Bibles. We're going to open up to James chapter 2, verse 14. And it's near the end of the New Testament. It's really short. So it's easy to miss, like me, but it packs a punch, and it's very good looking. Yes. (laughs) Okay, it says, are you guys ready? You guys there? All right. It says, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? What can faith, or can faith save him? Sorry, I'm trying not to breathe on this thing. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. I'm going to read that last part. Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Amen. Let's pray. Father, Lord, Holy Spirit, you just take over this message and help me to fix this mic. In the name of Jesus, it's just right in front of my mouth. I'm breathing all over it. Lord, just thank you for this message. Holy Spirit, you take over. May this be your message and not mine. Give me ears to hear and eyes to see, Father. And prepare the the soil which this seed is falling upon, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Okay, so we're talking about money. But we're not just talking about money from the world's point of view, but from God's point of view. See, God wants to bless us beyond our wildest dreams, but it requires our faith and obedience. Something happens when we don't just say we believe in God's goodness, but we show that we do. Faith without works is dead. I think a lot of people are afraid of money because they don't really know what the Bible says 
about the principles of money and how faithful God is to bring the harvest. That's why I'm excited to share these principles with you so that you can live in a whole new level of blessing. Now, this isn't a get rich quick message. This is nothing like that. This is about being obedient and following the Lord. That's what I'm speaking about. Um, Along with God obviously giving me so much revelation with my time with him spending in this, um, I also got to give credit to an author, Robert Morris. He was the author of The Blessed Life, which I've got a lot of these um, principles from. I know this mic is getting crazy. It keeps moving. Um, And I learned so much through that, stuff that revolutionized the way I tithe, the way I give offerings and extravagant giving. I've learned that God wants to multiply our finances. He is a blesser, not a curser. He's a redeemer, not a condemner. Amen? Amen. Let's dive in because I don't have much time. (laughs) All right. So there are three principles to multiplication. The first one is you reap what you sow. The second is you reap after you sow. And the third one is you reap more than you sow. Yeah. They're like super simple, but it's going to get deep here. You guys ready to go deep? All right, get your scuba diver gear, and let's go for it. So what does it mean to reap what you sow? I'm telling you, it's so simple. So I'm going to give you an example here. Let's pretend that we all just went from, we're coming back from a mission trip, every one of us, right? And now we're going to be Mexican just for one second, no worries. For those of you who want to stay white, Caucasian, or, or black, or whatever you are, Nowhere, it's just for one second, and we are cramming in into the missionary van, right? It's like one of those beetle vans. You guys ever know what I'm talking about, anybody? They're still popular in Mexico. They're everywhere. There's like 50 Mexicans in a only 15-seated seats place. Yeah, it gets packed. It gets real. If someone forgets their deodorant that morning, it is not fun. No, that's right. Okay, so we're in this van. Everybody, can you imagine that? Are you with me? All right, so we're in this van, we're driving down Route 3, it's over there, driving down Route 3, and we're passing by one of the farmers, one of a a farm on our right side, and we look over, and in the middle of this farm is this farmer who has sown wheat seeds, but he's standing there angry and yelling because corn is not growing. That seems a little silly, doesn't it? A little crazy. But that's exactly what we Christians do. We expect a harvest of something we've never planted. You see, you can't sow wheat and expect corn. You can't sow lies and expect truth. You can't sow darkness and expect light to have authority in your life. Amen? And as I speak about this, I know I'm talking about money. And how God wants to multiply our money and, and grow in all this. But I want you to understand, too, that this doesn't just go, this isn't just about money. This goes for every part of our life. This is to your family. This is about your belief, what you're doing with your life, your job, what you're doing with that. We got Ferd out there. Can someone let him in? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I like distractions. It keeps things interesting. So this is not just about money. So I want you to understand, money is part of this. But this is about your whole life as a whole. Are you guys uncomfortable yet? (laughs) It's pretty quiet. 
pretty quiet. Look, you are always sowing something, and what you sow, you will reap. What we allow ourselves to sow means everything to the outcome of our lives. And Luke 6.38 says, see, they're scriptural to, to each one of these principles. It's all in the Bible, guys. Luke 6.38 says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put in your bosom. I heard that's how you pronounce it, bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. You reap what you sow. What you give is what you're going to get, guys. That's why it's important to live out the righteousness uh, calling God's laid out for us. By sowing love and generosity, we reap love and generosity. You guys with me? So now for the second principle, you reap after you sow. You reap after you sow, meaning you have to sow before you can reap anything. All right. Let's imagine one more time. This will be the last time. You guys will be Mexicans again. And we're all crammed in in that van. We pass by that crazy farmer. We're all laughing about it like, that dude is crazy. That's funny. And we go to the next farm, his neighbor. And now as we approach this farm and we're passing it by, we see that it's, it's empty. It's just dirt. And the farmer is standing there, and he's expecting a huge farm or, or a huge harvest when he's never planted a seed. Would you expect him to yield any harvest? No. How many of us have said, which I'm telling you, like, I'm preaching to myself because I have said this, these things. I have said it myself. So I'm not putting this on you guys. I'm putting this on me. Understand that. But how many of us have said, someday, when I have more money, I'm going to be a giver? Someday, when I have more money, I'm going to actually be a tither. I'm going to, every time that tithe bucket comes in, I'm going to be putting my tithe money and, and, and be happy. And maybe I'll even give more because I'll have so much money. Well, guys, you cannot reap before you sow. That day is never coming unless you are sowing. It's kind of like the parable that Jesus told about the talents. Now, this is a long scripture, but it proves a point. So I want you to open your Bibles up to Matthew t- chapter 25. And I'm going to go there too. And when you guys are there, say amen. Amen. Okay. All right, this is going to prove a point here. All this stuff is all biblical, guys. It's, all in the, it's just amazing. God's been, just been opening my eyes. Here we go. Let's dive in. So, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each according